What's up, tribe? We are uh, talking about some pretty cool stuff today uh, on the podcast recording and the live stream to UMS Movement Mastermind. And uh, we're going to be really dissecting the new phase two workouts and how you can level up in other areas of your life to make progression holistic. We're going to dive straight into that. Let's do it, superhumans. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image. What's up everyone? In case we haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. That's my brother Yanni. We're the co-founders of Unity Gym and the co-creators of the UMS Unify Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the way that we do that is that we've created a very unique program that Oh, that helps, doesn't it? Yeah. It has a balance between strength and flexibility. If you want to know how we do it, grab one of the free blueprints, the strength blueprint, the flexibility blueprint, or the nutrition blueprint. There's a link in the description of this video. And join the Facebook group called UMS Movement Mastermind, where we do these shows live and uh, answer questions and um, talk about what our tribe are asking. And today we're talking about progression because we have just gone from phase one at-home workouts to phase two at-home workouts. is something that we do in the UMS. We follow a, uh, a method called periodization, where normally we actually periodize every six weeks, but because these at-home workouts are so challenging, we're periodizing every four weeks, uh, a little bit of a shorter, and you can do different periodization models. And basically periodization is where you change any or all of several variables. Exercise selection is the most common one rest between sets, amount of reps you do, intensity of exercises, all these different things. That's what periodization is. But today we're talking about, Yanni, Yanni wanted to, uh, Yanni raised this topic, which I love, I actually really love the idea of this topic, is the concept of uh, progressing holistically, not just in your exercise. Um, I spoke about that in, uh, in the workout at the end there, I said that I have decided to eliminate uh, dairy from my diet and sugar. I've never eliminated dairy from my diet successfully and I'm giving it a go. Uh, and I'm doing that because I want to try, I've been on a mission to reduce inflammation in my body and especially my digestive system for a long time and I've successfully done it a hell of a lot better than it was 10 years ago. But yeah, Yanni wanted to talk about uh, progressing holistically, not just in your exercise. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I mean, the obvious uh, things that come to mind when we go through a phase of progression is uh, exercise, and we've certainly done that. Uh, but when you progress exercise and, and we make the workouts more challenging, the body's exposed. Even if we didn't make the program variables more challenging, just doing different movements creates challenge because the body has to sort of get used to them, adapt to them. Uh, there's slightly different stimulus. You're going to get sore in different areas. So what we first need to understand is that with that challenge, you need to level up your recovery. Uh, I like to say that we should all have a recovery program, so to speak, um, which would make up the different variables of what you're focusing on to recover, nutrition, sleep, maybe some remedial therapy or self-myofascial therapy. Um, and uh, we need to make sure that we level that area up too, because with that additional stimulus to the body, you get more soreness, you know, more um, metabolic damage to the muscle tissue. Um, you can't uh, expect that to, to, to just sort itself out. You've got to come at that. If you want to do this properly, if you want to, you know, take your training seriously and really get good results, uh, then you need to um, really add other um, components to your progression. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that 
Yanni and Richard and I have been working on for decades now is this idea of leveling up um, all these different areas of our lives. And, um, you know, last week we spoke a lot about, uh, you know, we're doing this 30-day UMS challenge, um, which we'll talk about the next phase of uh, in a moment. Um, we're adding something else to it this week today. Um, but, you know, what we've definitely been doing is really focusing on progressing our bodies and our health. And it's something that I have been, like people, um, Yanni and I get told a lot when we, you know, go out and do things that, that we're just like on another level and where, you know, we've got good genetics, which I always just laugh at. Um, and it's just, it's not what it is. All it is is two people that have been working for a long time trying to be a little bit better today than they were yesterday and doing our best to not go backwards. You always go backwards here and there sometimes, but, you know, the, the, the road to success, you know, there's these pictures of the road to success that looks like this but as long as you're generally always going in that direction always to that point of success then um you know over time over the months and years you look back and you realize how far you've come so some months you know we we go backwards a step or two but over a year we go forwards yep. and we've been doing that for years now for decades yep so absolutely. we've we've come to a point where um, for people that haven't been doing that, they might look at us and think, oh my God, you guys are just so strong and fit and healthy and flexible. And, um, you know, people use the word lucky. They say, you're so lucky. And I just yep. laugh at that. Now, quickly also, uh, a part of what we're going to be talking about this week, and I'm quite excited about this, is um, I'm... Um, a part of a group uh, where there's a lot of medical research, uh, some great doctors around the world um, researching and releasing, uh, I guess, chunks of that the research that they digest on a weekly basis in a format that's relevant and more suited to someone like myself, who's not an academic. Uh, I'm a personal trainer. And... Um, uh, there's a lot of really good information coming out about the SARS-CoV-2 virus and uh, the COVID-19 strain of viruses in general and uh, particularly uh, around lifestyle interventions that anyone can take to sort of um, support their immune, um, immune system health and the, the, the risks, um, um, I guess, reduce the risk of long-term damage because the way that this virus uh, is attacking our bodies is, is generally it, it's um, uh, affecting the, um, the lungs and it can cause long-term damage to the lungs in, in, in some cases, um, in many cases it is doing that. So there's, there's a few really great insights that I'm picking up um, through the reading that I do over the weekends of these report, these weekly reports and newsletters. And uh, I started sharing that with my family uh, because there's some stuff that we can all do. And I thought, well, we should share it with our um, broader family as well. And I was going to do a special series to our um, online coaching and our uh, gym Facebook groups because those are the guys that are sort of um, uh, paying us for all of our um, knowledge and information. But I just thought, you know what, I, I think I'm going to do it to this group. So this week we're going to be talking about a few interventions through um, uh, nutrition supplementation, through vitamins and minerals that you guys can all do. Uh, and why they are um, so important at the moment, more important than ever. I'll try and keep it as relevant and unsciencey as humanly possible, and I'll, I'm happy to point you in the, right, um, in the direction of if you want to dive into the research yourself, if that's the type of person you are. Um, and yeah, I think that there's a really good opportunity here for all of us to add 
this as an intervention for our progress. You know, um, some of you may or may not be um, supplementing your nutrition already. Uh, so that might provide you with a really, really great step, a great opportunity to add that um, as a part of your progression in general, your holistic program, your recovery program, which, uh, you know, we supplement our diet with um, uh, quite a lot, really, when you think about it in comparison to someone who doesn't take nutrition supplements at all. Um, but now it's, there's going to be more of a focus on doing it for uh, overall um, health to support this, um, this virus. Because... There's a rea the reality is starting to sink in among um, this, this sort of scholarly um, medical fraternity that that at some point herd immunity is going to come into play here, meaning that we are go they're going to have to take us out of lockdown and um, and get it, let everyone get the virus. Uh, the, uh, the, the, here, here's the the only f the real fact that I know is that we've never produced a, we've never successfully produced a vaccine for a lung virus. It's, it's very hard to do, and it's not something that we've been able to do in the past. So there is, you know, we're all talking about, there's a lot of press about, oh, we're racing to get a vaccine, we're racing to get a vaccine. Once we've got the vaccine, then we'll be okay, we'll be able to go back to normal life. But there is a, a lot of people who are starting to come to the realisation uh, or conclusion that we may never have a vaccine for this. Uh, although, uh, or we may never have a vaccine that is going to work really well, you know. And it's certainly not going to happen quickly because, you know, um, I watched an interview over, over the weekend um, of, with, with a, a, a researcher, a medical doctor and a, a researcher who created the vaccine for uh, uh, cervical cancer. And he was he won the Australian of the Year Award um, for doing that. And he's an Australian um, uh, medical scientist. And it took him, uh, I think, eight or 10 years to create that vaccine. Uh, it took 18 months to get the vaccine created. And then it took about um, eight years after that to test it, to make sure that it was safe and to mass produce it. Um, and and the, the safety and the testing phases are the ones that usually are drawn out over years and years and years because they need to collect a lot of data. Uh, and, and they reckon that they're going to rush through those processes with the SARS-CoV-2 um, vaccine. But it's still unlikely that we're going to get anything in the next year or two. And, and so, and, they, and the world knows that we can't stay in lockdown forever. Um, people are going to go nuts. People are going to start um, resisting it eventually. You know, it, it's already happening. I don't know if um, uh, people are watching here, but there was, there was protests happening all over the world, especially big in America at the moment. Um, people are starting to um, protest against the, the lockdown and they're just going out. And, um, and there was protests with thousands of people in states around America of people just um, basically saying no to the lockdown. And that's gonna start happening all over the world. And, and, and I think um, governments know that. And um, so we're gonna get let out of um, lockdown eventually, and they're gonna have to rely on the herd immunity, which means that everyone gets it, you know? So we wanna create, uh, we wanna make sure that our, at least our inner circle here of people who are watching and tuning in are best prepared for that. And there are a few things it seems that you can do to um, just quickly give a shout out to Alana. Um, it looks like Keanu, Rad's son, is saying hi, Daddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you? And hey, baby. Thanks um, for tuning in. 
so yeah, we're going to share with you what I'm learning and uh, what I'm sharing with Richard and Rad and my family because uh, I'm making recommendations and we're going to be making recommendations to our families and so we thought we'd, uh, we'd make the same recommendations to you. This comes with a disclaimer and it's a big disclaimer. Neither myself, Rad or Richard are doctors. We cannot prescribe things to you. All we can do is share what we're doing. And so everything we say should be taken with a grain of salt and we urge you to, you know, do the same, uh, do the research yourself, read the same articles and I'm more than happy to link them. I might link today's um, uh, article in my um, email that I send to my inner circle. So if you're not part of our email list, you should subscribe to that. Maybe I can link it in the page here as well. You know, I keep getting my butt kicked for not wearing my wedding ring because I take it off at night time and put it in the uh, put it in my bathroom and when I'm getting out in the morning I don't turn lights on and I'm sneaking out and I always get oh, here and see, bastard. see your ring on your finger and I'm going, oh, this man, is actually a, it again um, yeah th this is a, an aura ring and so, yeah. so this is a smart it's not a ring. wedding ring I don't know but Lani, if you're watching I'm sorry I just I realized it when I got here can you see the inside <laughs> of that ring Richard so this is a this is an aura ring these are fantastic and I'm actually part of a study for COV-2, um, SARS-CoV-2, uh, this ring is giving feedback directly to the University of California um, and it's going to tell me immediately if I've got... They're creating a, a, a formula, an algorithm that can pick up the, um, uh, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And then they're going to cool. start walking down the street with uh, big nets on poles and just putting them over people's heads. There's someone at the door, Richie. Yeah, I think that was someone at the door. Uh, uh, we have some mail coming. Yeah, we got a lot of deliveries coming, guys. So we do uh, apologise if we get interrupted here. Um, so why don't you talk through what these are? So, so one more thing I would like to talk about quickly um, before we go through any of this other stuff is that um, there was some big news in Australia over the weekend. And I know that this is going to be a really debatable and, and a debated topic. Um, uh, somewhat people believe it's controversial. I disagree. But the, the app was released over the weekend, which in Australia is how they're going to um, try and um, prevent the spread of the virus. Uh, and this is the only way that we are going to be able to come out of lockdown. They need a system in place. Uh, they did this successfully in some of the other Asian countries where they've developed an app that basically monitors people's movement and interaction with one another. And I just want to, um, because I know there's a, there's a lot of talk. Uh, we were even talking about it at our house. Geez, I wonder how many people. They need 40 or 50% of the population to install this app on their smartphone for it to work. And it's kind of panning out to be one of the only ways that they're going to let us out of lockdown because there are a few things they need to do. Now, I want to debunk a couple of myths about this. Uh, the app does not allow the government to track your movement, your location, and all of the data is stored within the app. So the moment you delete the app from your phone, the data's gone. Okay. All it does... Even if it, even if it did... From my understanding of the way the government works, I can only talk about in Australia, a, it, like ASIO. If they want to know where you are, yeah. I don't think they need an they app. They don't need an app. They don't phone, need yeah. a bloody app to yeah. find out, mate. Like I, we, we had insight into the way ASIO works from a friend of ours that had to get secret clearance, which is, um, we no, top secret clearance he yeah. had to get. Richard, in the uh, military, we had secret clearance, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so we had to get secret clearance. And to get secret clearance was pretty full on. You had to show who you'd lived with for the last 10 years and yeah. all these things. And that meant that you, we could go into radio rooms and all this different stuff. To get top secret clearance is full on. And when he came out and he told me the measures that they have, like they can, they know where you are yeah. if they want to. Yeah. You, you don't need an app on yeah, your phone yeah, yeah. to That's do it. Exactly so right. if anyone's sitting here thinking that ASIO doesn't know what you're doing just because you don't have this app, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. And if you're watching in America, ASIO is like the CIA in Australia. It's the Australian Securities Intelligence Organization or something like that. Yeah. Now, I want to just point out, because there are so many people out there screaming conspiracy, oh, it's another level of control, this and that. I really want to urge you all to go and install this app, you know, like I'm already doing it. I'm already sending all, not, I'm not just sending my um, like position and all that. I'm sending all of my health markers to a university in America so that they can try and come up with a way to, for early prevention, early warning, all of that sort of stuff. Like I am totally open to that. And uh, I want to get over this and get through this as quickly as humanly possible. And it's going to require all of us as a community coming together to support that, you know. So I just want to try and encourage people to install that app. The moment it, 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 we're able to install it from the App Store, it'll be on my phone. It'll be on my kid's phone. It'll be on uh, Kalisha's phone. And uh, I'd just like to... Um, I'll be doing it. Hi guys, I thought I had COVID-19 last week. Sorry, I just had a, a, a message coming up. Quick, quick shout out to all the people watching on the live stream. I know we got Simon Morgan, we got Vasco Barros, Blakely, Steve, Lee Clements, Adrian Conway. Um, it's uh, yeah, look guys, you know we we, we need to be able to. Um, uh, what's happening right now is if you if you get um, uh, if you get diagnosed with COVID-19 then you get interviewed you get interviewed by the um the powers that be Jeez, man sorry this is i'm just trying to, re to respond to the comments oh my god this is technical errors i'm trying to look at the comments of what people are saying here okay so um the moment that you get diagnosed at least in this country you get interviewed and they try to figure out who you've been in contact with they try and trace back, okay, where were you on this day? They figure out at what point the gestation period is based on your pathology and a few other markers in your body. And then they try to figure out where you were at this point. And you've got to start trying to remember, shit, where was I 12 days ago on that day? What was I doing? Who did I come in contact with? Who may I have affected now, you know? And then they've got a, they've got a team that are working on trying to track down all the possible people that may be out there walking around with this virus not knowing it yet and spreading it, you know? And this is the only way that we're going to be able to deal with this because we're not going to have a vaccine and, and half the bloody world's population are anti-vaxxers anyway and aren't going to get the vaccine. Yeah. So we need to have measures in place to be able to track the spread. I know I'm digressing here, but I think this is an important topic and uh, we're obligated because people listen to, to, to talk about this. Um, so this app is how they're going to send that data in real time. Immediately, the moment that you come in contact with someone, if you've got this app installed, if you come in contact with someone who's infected, then you're going to get notified on your phone. And then they're going to basically start telling you what they suggest you do, you know. Um, and remember, the, 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 it's a native app to your phone, so this, the, the data is stored here. And it only gets activated in the ca in, in case it needs to be. So yeah. Anyway, I think it's a really I think it's a really good uh, really good idea, and I think that uh, we should all jump on board. And I certainly well, will. Well, I think that oh, man. I mean, look, 
I, at times I've been, you know, I've been into the conspiracy theories as well, but it's so exhausting, you know, for, for me to focus on conspiracy theories, I'd rather just focus on the things that I can really control and influence. But I think that, um, you know, we're in a, we are facing this, it's this word, right? Unprecedented, you know, we, we've never seen this before. And the only way that we are going to get through this is to come together as a whole, as a, as a race, as, a, as humanity, to work together. And the only way that that's going to happen is if we work with our governments. The yeah. governments are the people that you can... I mean, I um, have lots of bad things to say about our government, and I'm somebody that's been quite vocal about that. But at a time like this, you've, you've just got to suck it up and you've got to, you've got to just look at what the greater good but is. But you're either going to be know? a part of the solution or part of the problem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Literally, there's no grey area here. You're going to be part of the problem and you're going to resist adopting the things that we need to adopt. And there's already people doing that. Yep. You know, there's people, idiots in Sydney having eight-year-old birthdays on the weekend with 30 or 40 guests in their driveway. Uh, you know, and there's people that are just not um, adopting the being part of the solution they're, they're part of the problem right now you know yeah. and and this is going to be a really big leap forward in people's ability to be part of a solution you know a real solution that's going to help and it helped massively in in the countries that they've already done this so anyway let's move on and let's start talking about areas in in your life that you can progress in and for me i'll give you an example rad's given you an example already he's cut a few things out of his diet uh, for me, it's a, there's a couple of big ones that I'm working on right now. Um, alcohol was one. We successfully went through the weekend without a drop of red wine, which was hard for me because I love my red wine. And um, processed sugar. And we did very well. We had a couple of little sort of treats. Uh, there's a couple of hot cross buns ate because they, they were leftovers from Easter last weekend. Uh, but other than that, it was just fruit. And... Um, and that's a big one for us. The, no, the other big one for me now is that I'm dramatically reducing the amount of coffee I'm drinking. So I'm actually drinking a glass of cold chilled water with some um, Himalayan salt in it here rather than my usual coffee. Uh, and that's all in the um, support of better sleep. And it's another reason why I'm wearing this aura ring is I'm monitoring and tracking my sleep because I have issues with sleep that I'm really, really keen to overcome. Um, and, and those are the areas that I'm um, choosing. And, and I like to integrate changes in my, um, my program, my recovery program, sleep, diet, um, uh, and usually it would be remedial uh, therapies like massage, chiro, physio, but we're not doing that right now. I like to align those with the um, progression in the program because it just fits together, feels right, you know? It's easy to... You know, once you've made one change, you have one small win to have that lead to another. And with all of you, you've had a small win if you did the phase two workout today. So you've got a bit of momentum. Now let's use that. Let's mm -hmm. find something in your diet that you can change that's going to be for the better. Mm -hmm. Let's find something that you can do to get better sleep. It might be to create a bedtime routine like I do, you know. Um, if, you've, if you don't have a bedtime routine, then start thinking about maybe ways that you could create one. You can Google it and you'll get heaps of great ideas, you know. Um, and... The other one that, that's usually um, available to a lot of people is to start supplementing nu nutrients that you might be deficient in or that you might not get enough of through your diet now, you know. 
and uh, and that's certainly something that we can we can talk a little bit about. The obvious ones that come to mind around training is uh, is a good protein. Uh, we're using a uh, a great collagen protein to supplement our nutrition um, throughout the day, uh, and we also supplement creatine for our training and performance. We supplement magnesium for our recovery. We supplement uh, fish oil for uh, general health, and um, there's, a, there's, there's lots of other things that we can supplement too, mm. you know? Yeah. So have you actually told everybody what the things that you can supplement? For no, because I want to sort of release it throughout the, the week, you know? This is, all, this is all stuff that I'm researching myself. So you don't want to tell them what the two supplements are that they can take to help prevent the COVID-19 You, you want to talk about that today? Well, We've got six minutes. Well, I, I thought that's what you were building up to, to let them know. So, I mean, there's going to be people that have been sitting here watching this whole show just to be told what those two sup what those supplements are so they can go and buy them and you're going to make them wait? Well, yeah, I, w I, want, to, uh, I want to talk about why, you know. Uh, today, okay, Rad's pushing me into this and I wanted to get a little bit more uh, well-versed on the research before I talked about this. But um, today, and the, the supplement that I spoke to these guys about over the weekend was vitamin D. And vitamin D is uh, vitamin D is not just a vitamin. It's a it's it's um, what's it referred to? Uh, it's referred to. I'm going to look at the the, the research here. Um, okay, it's a steroid hormone, um, vitamin D, and it's a it's actually very, very um, responsible for uh, the way that our body uh, synthesizes protein. It's, it's actually um, responsible for 5% of our, our body is basically made of proteins, different um, um, uh, types of protein, pro protein molecules. And vitamin D is heavily involved in the way that our body produces those proteins. And so if we're deficient in vitamin D, we are um, uh, going to struggle to um, create the proteins that our body needs. I'm trying to explain this as, as sim simplistically as possible. Now, the pathway that vitamin D works on and, and supports is the same pathway that the SARS-CoV-2 virus um, uh, gets into your body and damages your body and damages your lungs. So what these research scientists are finding, and I'm a, I'm a very big fan and I urge you guys to follow her, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She has a fantastic blog uh, and podcast called Found My Fitness. Uh, you can find her on YouTube. Uh, you can subscribe. She has an inner circle like we do. It's a paid subscription that supports her channel, uh, which we're a part of. Um, but... Um, yeah, essentially vitamin D is, um, is uh, supporting an enzyme called ACE2. It's, uh, if, if we break it down, I'll, I'll read this here for all of those sciencey people out there. It's short for angiotensin converting enzyme 2. And it plays a really critical role in the SARS-CoV-2 virus because that seems to be the enzyme that is mutated by the SARS-CoV-2 virus, which damages your lungs. So what they're finding is that um, vitamin D is playing an integral role in both the prevention of long-term lung damage. If you're deficient in vitamin D, then you have a much higher risk of getting really, really sick from the um, SARS-CoV-2 virus, and you have a much higher risk of getting uh, sustaining long-term damage to the lungs. Now, there are a couple of things that need to be taken into consideration because 
if you're like us, we've been put into lockdown and we're getting a lot less sun. Vitamin D is predominantly stimulated by a reaction in your skin uh, when you're exposed to ultraviolet light. And, um, and so when we get put into lockdown, it's kind of a catch-22. It helps prevent the spread of the virus, but it also really, really um, slows down or prevents the production of, of really what we're finding quite essential vitamin D now. So that really just gives strength to the, um, the need to supplement it in your diet, you know. Now, I'm not going to go deep into the specifics. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow about how much vitamin D you should be taking because vitamin D can also become toxic in the body, but there is a, a threshold limit that we want to achieve to be optimal, to have optimal levels, and we'll talk about that more tomorrow. We'll also talk a little bit more about the research but because Rad wanted me to, uh, you all know now to go out and buy some vitamin D supplements. And, um, and we'll go deeper into why uh, tomorrow on the show. Hopefully that helps. There cool. you go. Yeah? yeah? Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Well, I'd want to know. So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. After watching all of that, I want to know what it is I have to get. Yeah, absolutely. We're also <laughs> going to talk about the the critical role that vitamin C plays in all of this as well. And um, so, anyone who wants to get ahead of the ahead of the conversation, you can go and get some good vitamin C supplements as well. Um, there's a couple of factors that I'll leave on. There's there's a few people that are more susceptible to vitamin D deficiency. People with toned, uh, very olive or dark skin. Because they're very olive or dark skin, they're, um, they're, they're protected somewhat from the reaction that occurs when you get exposed to that um, ultraviolet light. But the downside to that is that you produce far less vitamin D naturally. So you'll have to supplement, definitely, if you're um, uh, of a dark skin complexion. And another one that I wasn't even really totally aware of, I knew that it was a, an issue, but I wasn't aware why, is that um, overweight people and obese people, um, the vitamin D is actually absorbed into the fat cells. So less of it gets to where it's needed. So if you are carrying extra weight, if you are overweight or um, obese, then you definitely need to substitute, uh, you need to supplement vitamin D. Um, particularly, and I don't know whether there's any links to why uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus, I haven't read that yet, is affecting overweight people more. Uh, who knows? It could be because their D levels are way lower. I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so don't please don't take that as, as gospel. Um, but it certainly does seem to affect overweight people um, uh, a lot more than, than um, fit, healthy people. And um, so, yeah, you've got a, a, a reason to level up. So for those of you who are looking for other areas to create a, a holistic progress today, that might pr provide a really, really good area for you to go and, uh, and level up your health. Go and grab some vitamin D and grab some vitamin C supplements and start supplementing those immediately. And we'll talk about the um, optimal dosages and things like that on tomorrow's show. What do you think? Yeah, good. good. Sounds good. All right, cool. Uh, just quickly check if there's any questions that have come in. What was that an argument? Question mark. Lee Clements. Between you and Rad. Oh, okay. I see. I don't know. I don't even know if we argued. Uh, and I want to just quickly read Steve Cavanaugh's. Hi guys, I thought I had COVID nineteen last week. Had all symptoms, and doctor told me not to exercise and stay in one room of the house. My wife works for Anglicare with aged persons. 
We were worried for her clients. Anyway, I was cleared, still got lung problems and cardio was very hard. We all need to help with this. Yes, absolutely, Steve. Uh, look, guys, I've had something wrong with my chest for the last month or so. And at times I've thought, man, maybe I've got the virus, you know. But the reality is, is that I don't <clears throat> show enough signs and symptoms to go and get tested. They wouldn't waste a test on me. I'm just keeping myself as contained as humanly possible. I go from work to here and that's about it. But I would, it, it wouldn't last for four or six weeks. You know, the, the, the virus seems to be in and out of your system within about 14 days. And it either, there's different mutations of the virus. There's about four or five different um, variables that come into play. They're not massive mutations like the flu virus where it's sort of like different every year and they need a different vaccine every year. But there are minor mutations in the virus that seem to affect people differently. Uh, so you either get really severe symptoms or you don't get many much symptoms at all. Some people have quite drastic um, symptoms where they lose their taste and their smell temporarily. Um, you know, there's all different ways that it affects you. And uh, one of the ways that it affects you is that you can experience shortness of breath, which is what I've had, but um, it hasn't come with any other symptoms and it's lasted way too long to be um, uh, coronavirus. So it could just be anxiety. Um, we're all quite anxious at the moment. We're all quite stressed and that can affect your ability to, you know, it, it can create tightness in the chest. Hopefully that's what I've got. Anyway, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, Claire Dubiel, uh, Dubiel, could you please go over what foods naturally have vitamin D and C, which fruits and veggies does organic matter or not? For example, it is well known that um, is it citrus fruits? I think you've tried to say there. You've said citrus fruits have high levels of vitamin C. I'd rather consume my vitamins in whole foods than take it in a supplement. Uh, look, yeah, Claire, to a degree, uh, you can do that. Um, there's actually um, uh, vegetables that have far more vitamin C than citrus fruits. Um, uh, I can have a little look at that, but I'm not a dietitian. If you um, Google it, you'll... Get yeah. the answer quicker than You'll us having yeah. to look it up and give it to you. you that's, that's all we'll be doing. Yeah, that's is, probably true. Is just googling it and um, yeah, because we're not we're not nutritionists or dietitians. Yeah, look, there's a lot of you. What you got to also understand, Claire, is that there's a lot that comes into play with get, uh, extracting nutrients from food. And although I always say start with good nutrition, 100%. Start with good nutrition, then supplement from there to complement a good diet. If you've got any issues with gut health, which the vast majority of people do, you're not um, absorbing the, the nutrients out of food efficiently anyway, you know. And so they, they, like a lot of people nowadays have um, issues with um, uh, gut health. It's yeah. just uh, the unfortunate fact of the matter. And so, you know, for me to say just get it from good food, um, yes, great. That's in, in, in a utopian perfect world, that'd be fantastic. But we're no longer in that world. And people have compromised immune systems, people have compromised digestive systems. And um, people sometimes in some cases have not don't have access to good food mm. anymore, you know. Um, so um, and, and the, the argument about um, I'll, I'll debunk one argument straight away, which is the uh, uh, what you're asking here, does organic matter? Organic certainly hasn't been proven to have higher nutrition value. What it does certainly have is lower um, uh, chemicals and pesticides, which can 
um, become problematic in the body. Um, they, they tend to accumulate in the body. And uh, so the, the more exposure you have to those um, uh, pesticides and chemicals, the worse they can become or the more dangerous or problematic they can become. It's a raging debate as to whether we are, um, uh, it is a problem being exposed to, to, to that sort of stuff. But they have not yet really been able to prove that um, organic fruits and vegetables have higher uh, concentration of uh, the nutrients, um, the vitamins, the minerals, things like that. They certainly, I think, um, taste better. Uh, when you have really nice organic fruits and vegetables, the flavors are much richer and, and nicer, you know. Uh, and, they're, and they're certainly um, going to help prevent you from accumulating those toxic um, metals and, and, uh, and chemicals in your body because they're just not allowed to spray them on the foods. But um, as far as um, vitamins and minerals go, I'm sure there's a dietitian that listens to this that can chime in and provide better information than me. But from what I've read uh, in the research, they're yet to prove that um, organic fruits and vegetables are much higher in vitamins and minerals. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. Uh, okay, guys, um, we'll see you tomorrow. That's all we've got time for today. Thanks for joining us. Go out and install that app if you're in Australia and um, support your community. Get Have us out day, of lockdown. Everyone. See ya. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, that's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcut to mastery in movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.